You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. In today's episode, I have a conversation with Kira Karmazin, an entrepreneur, fashionista, fitness junkie, and hardworking single mom and philanthropist. Kira Karmazin is the epitome of what it means to be a girl boss. With an MBA from the University of Michigan, Kira pursued a career in women's fashion apparel and has been the force behind many successful product lines at Lucy Activewear, Victoria's Secret, and Gap. Tired of juggling the demands of an executive in the fashion business, Kira knew there must be a better way to combine her love of fashion and fitness while giving back to the community. In 2013, Kira Grace was formally launched as a designer activewear brand offering sophisticated athletic wear with a commitment to giving back. In 2018, her vision for empowering women entered a new phase with the launch of collaborative collections with global ambassadors. Kira is an expert at knowing what makes a woman look and feel her most beautiful, confident self. This has been her life's work. Listen in now to my conversation with Kira Karmazin. Hi, Kira. I am looking forward to having conversation with you today. I love to check in and ask my guests first, though, before we get going, kind of how are you doing today? Hi, Sandy. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah. It's, uh, Good. In San Diego, and it's it's just been beautiful this week. So Yeah, nice. Uh, that That is a beautiful part of uh, the country. I have been there, actually, a, t- a yoga teacher training I was a part of, and it, it was it's just really for the little bit of time I had able to go out and explore. It was just a beautiful area. And, and when, you know, sometimes when I visit places, I'm glad I went, but then there's sometimes places I visit that I'd like to go back. And so I, I think I would like to go back <laughs> there and spend some more time, but I appreciate you spending time with me today and um, having conversation, sharing kind of, I've been sharing about like season two for me. And that's what this podcast has moved into is this kind of, um, concept and vision. My vision is this kind of becoming and, and how we uh, move through this process of, of becoming this desired state of being as an overall, you know, individual or becoming certain things or, or in our life or pursuits that we have and how did that come about? And so I thought we'd start and want to just kind of pick your brain and your thoughts on talking about creativity and inspiration And when you hear those two words, um, kind of what comes to mind for you when you think about those? Creativity is, is a great concept to talk about. I've thought a lot about creativity over the years. And I, I used to work at Lucy Activewear and the president of the company, um, she was so smart and so wonderful. And she said, she didn't have an ounce of creativity in her body. It just didn't (laughs) exist. And we would debate this. (laughs) everyone is creative, you know, it's just tapping into it, you know, and I, I truly, truly believe creativity is a skill. It's not Mm. a talent. It's not something you're born with. It's something you cultivate, you know, and, and, um, you know, she and I would talk about, well, how do you tap into that creativity if you don't feel like you have it? And I I think a lot of it comes with just self-confidence and Mm -hmm. being willing to create 
and creativity also is so much bigger than just artistic work. I think a lot of people think it's art, you know, artistry, it's painting, it's creating, it's designing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's, well, there is creativity applies to math problems. It applies to engineering, right? My daughter and I have talked a lot about this, that she's considering, you know, uh, a career in engineering and how you need to be truly creative to problem solve, you know, Mm -hmm. every cup, every fixture, everything in your home, everything you use has been created by someone and it was their creative skill. Um, There's this book that I read a long time ago and it really helped me kind of um, tap into my own creative potential. It's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Mm -hmm. And she really debates and puts a position out there that creativity is for everyone. And this book lays out like a path to how you can tap in and really develop your own creativity. Nice. yeah, it's, it's about igniting your own. Yeah. But I, I, that's how I think about creativity. It's really, everyone has it. It's just, how do you use it and start to flex that muscle? Right, exactly. So what would you say from your personal experience with that process? Okay, does, does anything stand out as something that you really, you tap into to cultivate or sustain that skill set that you mentioned? Is there something specific for you that, that works or, or helps ignite that? You know, for me, my, I would say my creative challenges are in writing and journaling. You know, I, I feel pretty confident in terms of the clothing world because I've been exercising that muscle for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Um, and, and music is also one that I'm really challenged with, you know, <laughs> music. I, I try to play the piano and it's really, you know, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, for me to write, I would say that the writing one is one that I, I try to work on. Um, and that's just personal, right. It's just for personal pleasure and being creative personally. Um, and it's just, I try and get into a quiet space and allow myself the time to do it and mm-hmm. spend time exploring that and putting, just putting the words out there and not judging myself and just compose, compose an yeah. essay, compose a poem. I used to, I used to love writing poetry decades ago, and then I fell away from it. And so mm-hmm. I try and I try and tap into that now again. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so peaceful. And um, but it's hard. It is hard exercising yeah. something that you don't use all the time. Right. So, do you think that's part of the creative process? Is that we need to challenge ourselves uh, within areas to be able to. Um, I, I often say, so I, I am musically inclined and I, I also sing and some different things. And I, I feel that I have a lot of creative outlets, but sometimes I've felt like I kind of can do a little bit of this and that and this and that, but do I do one specific thing? I don't know, to, to some kind of expertise. And that's just probably me piling on a lot of pressure <laughs> of being an expert at something. What is that anyway? But this idea of challenging ourselves and kind of knowing, and I don't know if I want to call it strengths and weaknesses. It's not like it's a weakness, but like you said, you know, we get good in kind of a groove of um, a certain area because we've spent a lot of time maybe doing that. Like you're talking about designing and the, the, you know, that piece. And so the, the writing being a challenge, do you think that it's good for us? I would say to challenge ourselves in those areas to spend time, even though it's hard, it's growth, right? Mm. I mean, to challenge yourself is to grow and to experience new things for yourself and to push through barriers that you thought you had. And I, the challenge is just, am I willing to take the risk of 
exposing my feelings, exposing my emotions, exposing my words, you know, for me, putting it on the paper. My daughter and I talk a lot about writing and, and it's just like, start putting the words out, just start doing it. Just don't judge yourself, just start right. writing. You can go back and edit that a million times, but to mm -hmm. ignite the creative process, you have to just begin. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not a painter, but I would think a lot of that applies there as well. If you're painting, like just start with the canvas and start doing it. Right, right. And from there, you know, you start building your journey. But um, yeah, I, I think challenges putting ourselves out of our comfort zones is, is probably healthy. It's good. Yeah, well, and there's still. a vulnerability to it. I mean, you're kind of, yeah. like you said, you're put, yeah. putting yourself out there, even if you're the only one that ever reads, <laughs> you know, what you're writing. You're still, I don't know, it's something about that action, I guess. We're so hard on ourselves, aren't we? You know, yeah. like my work isn't beautiful enough. My words aren't creative enough. My, my the music I'm creating is not good enough, but mm -hmm. it's the process of creating that's really so beautiful. You know, I right, think that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, the creation of the Cura Grace brand and kind of, I'd love to hear more of the backstory of kind of how that um, in your journey and your process, um, you know, you've shared a little bit already just to kind of uh, some work you were a part of, but how did, you know, Cura Grace, how, how did that come to be? It's a long journey and it started, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, my love of fashion and clothes started really young. Um, I was one of those kids that just poured over the fashion books and designed mm -hmm. and sketched. You know, my father recently passed away. And when we were cleaning mm -hmm. out his house, I found my sketchbook when I was like 10 oh. and 12 years old, sketching wow. dresses and beautiful things. And I couldn't believe I, I was doing that. I, I forgot that I was doing that at that age. Yeah, I was selling um, a lot. I had this little tiny business where I would make bathing suits and clothes and sell them to a small group, a small circle of friends and family. And I did that in um, high school. I wow. did it in college and I did it in graduate school In graduate school. I did like a fleet. I created a fleece business for university of Michigan business school and not super creative, like in terms of fashion, <laughs> but it was definitely selling apparel. And, and we, we, we did it. You know, I, I had one other partner leaving that with, with me, but when I looked back on that, I was doing that all along in my life. It was something um, I was enjoying and gave mm -hmm. me a lot of pleasure. Mm -hmm. And yet I, I went to business school. I had an undergraduate degree in finance and I went to business school and uh, focused on finance. I, so I thought I was going into banking <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's what you do. Right. I hadn't really thought about a career in fashion. I hadn't really thought I could actually support myself and do well in that mm -hmm. Um, and I, I know it's a long story, but I think it's, a, I think it's interesting. I like telling it because it, yeah. it, it, it connects like your, your true passions. So out of business school, um, my roommate's aunt came to visit and she was a president of a, um, retail chain of women's, women's clothing. And she was, we were talking and I was showing her some of the stuff I was doing. She was like, wow, wow. You're actually a merchant. I mean, I know you think you're something else, but you're actually a merchant and right. look at what you're doing. Look at your life's work and you're, you know, you're 22 years old, but look at what you've been up to. Mm -hmm. And why don't you consider this and start looking at this, you know, merchandising as a career path and merchandising is, is the business side of fashion. Right. It's the people in the background that are writing the orders and editing and working on marketing. Right. So, um, 
talking with her, she ignited me and she gave me the confidence that I could look into a career that was outside of my, what I thought was my opportunity set. And I explored Mm -hmm. it. I found opportunities that existed for people like me, you know, with my background there and um, applied and really went after it and got that job that I, that, um, and it was working for May department stores back in the day. But I spent over 20 years in that career. I worked for major brands and um, I worked for Lord and Taylor when that was around. I worked for Gap Women's. I uh, worked for Lucy Activewear. A lot of really interesting experiences over the years that taught me the, the business side of fashion. Right. And so when it came time to start my own business, I had that skill set behind mm-hmm. me. Um, but um, what what ignited me to, to um, make the choice to step out on my own, which I think is really what you're asking, um, is that I found that I was a single mom and I'm still a single parenting, but she's 18 now, but I was, <laughs> I was a single mom and um, truly raising my daughter on my own. And that career was in conflict with what I wanted, how I wanted to be present for her. Mm-hmm. And I had to really think about my priorities in my life and what was important. I wanted to create flexibility in my life and I wanted to you know, create the flexibility, but still do the job I loved. You know, I right. loved being in fashion. I loved being in business. I loved creating things. Um, so that was happening. And at the same time, as I was going through this journey, um, I was, I was um, very involved in yoga and have been my whole life, but spending a lot of time on the mat and a lot of time on uh, workshops and um, with women and women on similar journeys or parallel journeys and mm-hmm. thinking about, how, how do I create something? If I'm doing this thing on my own, how do I create something that really celebrates women's strength as they're moving through their journeys? Like, how do we uplift them? How do we um, create a brand that talks way beyond the clothes and we're here to support you and give you resources and inspiration and beauty in mm-hmm. your life? Because we're, we are all on that journey. And um, I really felt in community with the women primarily women, but it was men too, <laughs> men <and> women, um, <laughs> on that journey. And, um, and so that's where the inspiration came, you know, and that's where we developed the brand and the core values of the brand and what we stand for. But it was creating Kira Grace came from having the confidence I could do it because I had spent so much time in the industry, igniting with the passions of my childhood, and mm-hmm. then seeing that opportunity and that window of opportunity, um, creating something of value for women that's beyond clothing. Right. And do you think, so that individual, do you feel that one individual who, who said you're a merchant and was telling you, like, she see something in you that you weren't quite seeing yet in yourself? Um, do you think that happens for us in, in certain pathways of, uh, it's kind of like, you know, it's there, but she saw something that then gave you even more confidence um, to, to fuel the passion to pursue that in a different way? Yes. Yes. I do believe that that's where mentors are really important or Mm -hmm. people with more experience, you know, and surrounding yourself and, um, talking to people with more experience. I, um, I, you know, it's a similar story. My cousin is a, a, an incredible doctor. He's a physician, but he didn't start that way. He, Mm -hmm. he started as a a, a house painter and he was painting his house, uh, house of a physician who saw in him. And I don't know if it was, um, my cousin's work or his demeanor or his incredible intelligence was coming through, but there was someone who suggested, you know, you, you would be an incredible physician. You should think about that. 
and, wow. and he is now he's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it is just one person seeing that light in you, you know? Right. Exactly. And then I guess, you know, what I'm hearing too, is that out of this kind of, if we're going to talk maybe like a catalyst, um, you were in a situation and in an experience that you were gleaning and gathering a lot of information and experience that you needed to support what you do now, but you also had a very personal, um, connection of what it was in your home life with your daughter of what you wanted to become and support with her. And so that catalyst, almost like this, you know, you made a choice, basically it's coming down to it and you had to choose to pivot and, and change course, which can be scary, um, to change from what you've are, you know, always known, I guess, in the amount of experience you had of what you had always been doing. So did it in those early transition times, like how was that of stepping, of making the decision? Like, I want to change this for the course of my, you know, for my daughter, how was that experience? That was scary. (laughs) (laughs) Stepping out and quitting your corporate job, um, which has been supporting your family for years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Trying your own business, which you're starting from scratch with zero revenue, right? I mean, that takes a lot of, a lot of, um, strength. I, and doing it on your own, you know, I, I didn't have a business partner in it. So I had to find that in myself, you know, that Mm -hmm. stamina and, and, um, courage. I surrounded myself with, um, quotes of inspiration that yes, you can do this and, Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid of the future. You create your own path. You really are in control of your future. Um, it, and I, I did, I, I literally surrounded myself. I had them posted all over the walls, things like, <laughs> right. like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, I, I knew I had the experience to do it, but I didn't know, um, you know, it's that creative risk we're taking, you know, um, if, if my product would be well-received, you know, I was kind of confident because I I'd been doing merchandising for a long, long yeah. time. I thought I, I trusted my um, skills in that area, but it's still really scary. And do I have the skills to create something from scratch and do it? Mm-hmm. I really felt that I didn't have a choice in order to create the life I wanted for myself. I had to take the risk mm-hmm. and the risk. Um, if I stayed closed to that risk, I wouldn't grow. And I had to, I don't know if I want to call it pain, but I had to risk the pain of growth in order right. to to experience that and create a new life for myself. Women aren't really taught that, at least in my generation. Right. Um, I hope our younger one, younger generation is um, are feeling bolder and more confident in risk-taking, but um, growth is ris- risk-taking, you know, and, and even if it failed, I think I, I also felt that if it failed, what would I have learned from it? Would I be better off in two or three years? And uh, believe me, I made phone calls to my mentors. Well, I'd be better off having done this for two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work out. Um, right. You know, do you think I can get a job again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I have a plan B? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I felt on it. That was part of it too. I, I did. I talked to a lot of mentors that I had and I really believe in mentorship. It's really, yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone I talked to said, you know, yeah, you will be better off. You will, you will learn things that you, you hadn't before. You will push yourself. You will learn new skills. Uh, and in the end, you will have um, created something, whether it's successful or not, you will have gone through that process and you will be 
become a bigger and broader person. And yes, you will get a job again if you need to do that. <laughs> and so um, I, I thought about it and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this for two or three years and see what happens. I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. It's something that I want to do. It's I have to do it. it mm-hmm. That burning desire to do this came from really deep within. I, I felt a true responsibility to my family to create a different life right? Um, and something that worked better. Yeah. And um, my vision of creating something beautiful for women was really the fuel that got me through it because there are tough years, you know, being an right. entrepreneur is a solo one. Um, <laughs> yes. There, there are some pretty lonely times and um, some really tough times. It's not like this like rocket path of success, right? <laughs> Right, right. The the thing, the idea that we see that we think everyone is, you know, that's successful, you know, and what does successful mean? You know, you can interpret that in a variety of ways too. And talk about that, that entrepreneurship part. Like, what do you think the the biggest obstacle has been for you in that? Or, or maybe there's more than one, but does something come to mind that, that could be the biggest um, obstacle of, of trying to do that? You mean in terms of taking the risk or just being an entrepreneur period? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess just the entrepreneurship of just thinking of that, um, that big piece, um, you know, what have you experienced um, either at the beginning, like you're talking about, or even now? I mean, what, what are some obstacles that you find in that, that role? That's such a good question. And I did think about this one. Okay. Um, I, I am my biggest obstacle um, <laughs> because I carry my own baggage with me mm-hmm. and um, we all have strengths and weaknesses. And mm-hmm. I think some of the most successful leaders, whether it's leading your own business or CEO of a major corporation, it's the realization that you need to surround yourself um, by pe- with people that carry skills that you don't, you know, right. are complementary and smarter than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um so my biggest obstacle is probably, well, it is, it's myself and realizing and looking clearly at like, what am I not good at? And I'm not good at, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm good at a couple of things and then <laughs> um, taking, taking the initiative to hire like a lot of talented people that can help you on your journey and bring their um, skills and their creativity and their leadership to your organization to grow. Right. That's hard. It, that was hard for me. You know, it took me a while mm-hmm. to get there because I wanted it to be this small, intimate brand and I wanted to do everything and I wanted to control everything. And, right. You know. Well, it's kind of like, uh, are you going to be willing to ask for help or ask for mm-hmm. or seek those people that, you know, can support you in ways that, I mean, you can only do so much. I mean, and then understanding where your limitations may be. Um, yeah. I, I know for me personally, in different regards, I mean, sometimes it's, been hard to ask other people to help me with things. I, you know, there's independence, I think part of my nature too. And I don't, I don't know, being a, you know, um, a, a young, a female and a, a single mother and this, you know, uh, you taken this course of change in your life. I'm sure there was a sense of you wanted to guard, you know, what you had. And if you asked for too much help, are you giving away, you know, some of what you wanted it to be? Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, if I, if I hire an incredible copywriter, is that voice going to feel like ours? You know, um, if we hire an incredible photographer, is that vision going to feel like ours? And 
And um, the truth is, yes, there are incredible people out there that understand the vision of the brand mm -hmm. and can step in and do so much better. Not that I agree <laughs> with it, <laughs> but, but the point is like, um, there are talents out there and um, yeah. So I'm at this point where we are right now, we are constantly looking for talented people that are interested in joining us. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah talk about creativity and inspiration again. And, and you've talked a little bit about the Kira Grace um, kind of, um, and were you on your yoga mat? Like when part of all the, do you get inspired by your, um, like the uh, different pieces, I guess, that you bring into the Kira Grace line, like while you're practicing? Um, I'm kind of curious about that. And then like, do you think, so you did, you know, you created this beautiful brand uh, for women. Do you feel like, that within that your creativity inspiration just kind of can flow into the people who are wearing the Kira Grace uh, line. When oh you're my gosh, I hope so. Yeah. I really believe in the power of clothing. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that as a little girl, you know, you put on, or even as an executive, you know, if you've got a big presentation, I would wear different clothes for that. If right. I mean, you know, going for cocktails with friends, I wear something different for that. <laughs> You know, I, I do believe in the power of clothing. I believe in the power of color. I believe in yeah. the power of prints. Um, I believe in the power of flowers, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that uh, um, all of those things can change the way you feel and, mm -hmm. and interact with your emotions, you know, on some level. Yeah. So I do hope that when women put on our clothes, it, it does imbue that confidence and support and beauty and that they feel a little bit different, a little more confident or a little more mm -hmm. beautiful because of the clothes that we're, we're designing. Yeah. Um, nice. In terms of the inspiration, um, I do get inspiration from a lot of different places. We have, an, mm -hmm. um, I love traveling. Traveling is, is really important and I do, I love watching runway, you know. Uh, but a lot of my inspiration does come from our ambassadors. We have an incredible team and our collaborations through women with um, that really push me. And I love it. I love it. I love being pushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get um, even from functionality perspective, you know, um, but we have been collaborating for years now with Catherine Budig and I love her sensibility and um, what she stands for and her point of view. And she pushes us in, in ways that really feel good. Tiffany um, Crookshank, which you mentioned, we also collaborate with on a Save on for her Save a Foundation, and that pushes us both in creativity but also in giving back. Um, Elena Brower and I did a collection last year, and it was more of a print focus, and it was really about you know tapestry and weaving and accessing you know how do you feel when you're on the mat, and and that really came from her own practice and looking at a tapestry that she sits with, you know, nice. so, so bringing that beauty and sharing that beauty and that inspiration. Yeah. I mean, inspiration's everywhere, but I, I think our ambassadors are a really important part of it. Yeah. For us. Let's talk a little bit more about the community aspect of Cura Grace. Um, you've talked a little bit about the ambassadors and certainly those are individuals who have powerful platforms uh, of community uh, work and what they are doing out in the community and, and representing. But um, as the Cura Grace brand, um, tell us a little bit about that aspect and how Cura Grace kind of gives back into the community. Um, yeah, giving back is one of our core values. And when I created the brand, it was um, one of our primary values. And so it's, it's will always be a core part of who we are. 
Um, I had always contributed to charities over my lifetime and, you know, um, different things, but it was always more limited, you know, it's just what I could do and what I could afford. And, um, and I wanted it to be built into the brand where we could do much more than just like one person's contribution. It could be more of a community-based, you know, um, rally around different causes. So our current collaboration is with Yoga Medicine. It's the save, through the Save a Foundation and Tiffany created a, a small capsule. It's a beautiful bodysuit and a cute pant, hair and pants, mm-hmm. and um, a portion of our proceeds do go to her um, foundation. And her foundation. Are you familiar with the work that she's doing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, and and creating funding for girls in India, um, yeah. and creating a shelter for um, um, girls who have been um, victims of um, sexual trafficking, which right. is a breathtaking, breathtakingly difficult thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's just, that's, that's really important for us to support those causes, but also to raise awareness and in any way that we can, um, collaborations we've had in the past have been through off the mat into the world. It's one of the organizations Mm -hmm. I'm really close to and, and a really important part of my own personal growth was through off the mat into the world. And we've done a lot of different things with them. We've sponsored scholarships. We've, um, done collections and, um, different types of things over to help support that organization and their vision as well. Do you think as far as thinking about the success of Cura Grace, and and I've already kind of mentioned, um, that's one of those words, it's like it could be interpreted in a lot of different ways as to what do you really feel success is. And But thinking about for you and, and Cura Grace, I mean, is keeping that layer, obviously the the core values of, of the support to for women and um you know, and kind of letting them embody the inspiration of the clothes to, to exude whatever their confidence and whatever they want to tackle in life and, and their creative pursuits. But do you, do you think as far as success, this having that community aspect and that giving back piece, I mean, is that what helps to sustain Cura Grace or is there anything else that you feel is really, you know, like when we look at things like we're doing this well, like this feels successful. This feels like what I wanted to, to originally um, accomplish or I wanted to pursue when you were creating this brand. What, what are some success points that you feel for Cara Grace? I love that question because success is, is so personal. You know, mm-hmm. it's what is success for you? Success for me personally was just creating flexibility in my life and doing that through, through something that uplifted women. Mm-hmm. Um, but success for Cure Grace comes for me when I read our reviews from our customers about how it makes them feel. You know, I feel beautiful yeah. wearing this. Thank you so much. Or I can't believe how supported I feel. Right. Or um, thank you for doing Rising Together. It's a series of yoga. Um, we're doing Rising Together on Saturdays and we've been mm-hmm. doing that since the beginning of the lockdown. Thank you for standing, for standing in this space, you know, and, mm-hmm. and creating a place of, of meditation and community or practice on Saturdays. So for me, the success of the brand is about connecting with women, period. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm doing that um, when I'm hearing from them and um, they're putting reviews. I, I read every single thing that comes through. <laughs> like, <laughs> really, really true. I really do yeah. read all yeah. of the reviews. I, I answer them personally. And it's really important to me that I hear and I listen and I know how our brand and how people are feeling when they're connecting to it, whether mm-hmm. they're connecting to the clothes or connecting through our yoga classes or connecting through our non 
nonprofit things. Um, we also have different series, inspirational series. Um, you can sign up for, um, you know, quotes in your in your um, inbox or yeah. series of um, videotaped yoga classes and poetry and things like that. So there, there are other products besides clothes that we offer. And when we get positive feedback around those other pieces of the brand, I feel really successful. Yeah, exactly. Well, you shared um, a few things, um, you know, just now beyond, beyond the clothes. And it's like, is there really beyond the clothes? But because um, <laughs> I kind of shared with Kira before, uh, just for our listeners, uh, it's kind of a, as you know, a, a little treat for me uh, to, to talk with you because I'm one of those uh, young girls who had the sketchbook and was d- designing um, at a young age and pursued a clothing and textiles, merchandising and different things. So you and I are talking a language that I understand and takes me back in different things. But um, as we're kind of wrapping up our conversation and just thinking about how people might could connect um, with you or with Kira Grace uh, more closely, maybe the listeners don't realize all the things other than uh, the clothing um, that are there and resources available. Is there anything you want to share that people could tap into um, and either support um, that, that's coming through Kira Grace? Anything you want to share before we wrap up? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that opportunity. Um, you know, if, if anyone's interested in learning more about the work that we're doing, if you go to kiragrace.com, um, and right on our main page, like our homepage, there's, um, a button for community. And if you click on that button for community, you will see all the different things that we offer. We have uh, the Rising Together series of live yoga classes. They're on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time. They're free. Um, it's a wonderful community of women, you know, where some weeks it's 20, some weeks it's 100, you know, and we have different topics and right. our ambassadors and our own um, customers are pros. We have, um, you know, a lot of yoga teachers that wear care grace teach those classes on Saturday morning. And it's, it's one of the offerings that we have and we give. You can also learn more about giving back and things that we've done in the past and our current relationship with the Save a Foundation. You can also sign up for our blog and our blog um, is a Sunday. We write about something of interest, Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's a yoga pose, exploring different yoga pose or um, sometimes it's, you know, fashion edits, but it's, it's our blogs, our words for the soul, you know, and, and mm. things that find our inspiration. So that's every Sunday and you can just sign up for that. You can just sign up for right. that. Um, the other things that we have, uh, we have words for the soul, which is a 14 day journey of inspirational quotes and they're, they are edited and curated to lift and fill your heart. Um, mm. and then we also, if you love that, that we have something called rising together and that's a 60 day journey. And, um, that's just delivered to your inbox and it's yoga flows, poetry, and other inspirational content. So, um, those are some of the things that we created. Um, you know, really, we started creating all of those resources. Some of them existed before, but a lot of it was created with our ambassadors during the lockdowns. And we Mm -hmm. thought, how can we, how can we help right now? How can we be of service? to our community, what kind of content can we bring and offer? And, um, and so that's nice. what happened. That, yeah. so those are some of the things people might be interested in looking at. Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you talk about inspiration, <laughs> that right there. Um, and, and see, you know, and seeing, 
where you can be helpful, you know, seeing where, you know, sometimes we can sit thinking we know what people need and we don't know, but sometimes until we hear or really see what's going on around us, how we can contribute and, and um, it, it might seem like small ways, but it's huge impact of supporting people through. And especially, you know, this uncertainties of the times we've been in over the last year and, and going forward, no doubt, um, life is hard and we need to have those resources in the community to support us along. Cause if not, it's, it's been a hard time and season where we feel like we're, we're disconnected and, and we want to feel connected with others and that we're all in this together. And so it's a great, um, inspiration and, and creativity. So, um, Kira, I have thoroughly enjoyed um, chatting with you and, and hearing and, and learning more and you sharing and um, just the powerful, um, gosh, uh, the subtleties and the power of what you have uh, put out there to represent to other women, uh, to other, to mothers and um, just helping to inspire this next generation, you know, uh, of women and us to support each other as we go and as we grow, um, together. So I appreciate your time and, um, I wish you well, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Wishing you well. All right. Thanks, Kira. Be sure to check out my website, sandyraper.com. There you will find many resources I have to help support you as you grow and develop in your yoga practice. Want to practice with me online? You can find me at Yoga International. There you'll find several pre-recorded classes so you can practice anytime, anywhere. Look for me under the Community Creator Platform. And check out on my homepage a 30-day free trial for Yoga International. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.